Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Hello, hello. I have an interview with Laura today of Paradigm of Perfection. She is a physical therapist who started, get this, an anonymous Instagram page in 2017 to share her workouts and passion for movement and mobility and flexibility, and has now grown her page to over 270K. So today, we're going to talk about not only this perfectionism mindset and getting stuck in that struggle bus of a spiral because I know I've been there, but also about balancing a job while you're a creator. She is still working in a clinic. She's still a physical therapist while she's building this business of her own. So let's dive into how she outsources, how she manages it all, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I'm so excited to have Laura here today and discuss all things about her journey and all of the crazy fitness stuff that she does and the handstands and the gymnastics. And I like can't even believe what she's bringing to her social media all the time. Um, but you know, we have to start with in a segment of if you like it, like it. So Laura, what are you loving on the internet right now? Um, I am loving the recent resurgence of swipe posts. Because Me too. I feel like for a while they disappeared because no one was really doing them and no one they weren't getting reach and now yes. I feel like they're starting to come back a little bit and especially with like workout videos I like them so much more because then you can go look at the exercise that you yes. wanted to look at before like or else you'd have to look at the whole entire reel again so it, I'm loving that I just feel like I, and I said this when I first started when I first started I was doing fitness stuff and <laughs> And I was like, reels are just not meant for fitness stuff. It doesn't make any sense because you can't you can't teach the motion, right? Yeah, they're super hard to do well in fitness. And I feel like it just works a lot better with a swipe because then you can break it down a certain way. You can show different exercises right. or different variations of the same exercise and they can go ahead and select where, like what they want to watch and what they want to watch again. Oh, I've been meaning to talk about this for so long because I feel like it's such an amazing opportunity to also just find a new style of carousels because it's not about, you know, posting a photo dump anymore. It's like, okay, how can I take this into the stories tab and, you know, slap text on it in a really easy way and tell a story or do whatever that, you know, someone doesn't necessarily have the patience for watching on a reel. I love it. That's a good one. Well, if you like it, like it. All right. So like, can you, can you give me a breakdown of how you even decided to jump into all of this interweb world? So back in 2015, I had retired from gymnastics and I had competed in college, but after I retired, like I still wanted to be doing something active, but gymnastics was my identity for, since I was four, right? Um, so from four to 21, that's what I did. And I was kind of just fishing for, like, I continued to work out. And I didn't really know like what really I was doing. I was just kind of going mm -hmm. through the motions. And in probably, actually, no, 
it probably was before then, but really in probably about 2017-ish, I started to follow a little bit more calisthenics people on Instagram. Mm. And I was like, this is what I was missing. And I was like, I didn't realize people trained that way, not in the gymnastics world. So like in traditional gyms, I didn't see anyone training this way. So I didn't think it was an option. So seeing people on Instagram allowed me to explore that a little bit more. And that just reignited like the fire, I guess, in my workouts again. And I really started to enjoy it. So I was talking to one of my um, PT school friends and I still talk to her to this day. And I was like thinking about starting a page because I really like my life was changed. It sounds really like cheesy and whatnot, but my life was truly changed by the account that I was following on Instagram. Because Who it was just, it? Um, she doesn't post like calisthenics related stuff anymore, but it was Lynn Slay, um, Lindsay Kamerick. I, rec- I recognize that She name. was like huge back in the day with just calisthenics stuff and she's amazing. Um, but she kind of just went into her own little world and is doing her own thing now, which is good for her. I'm, I'm hooked on what's her name. Steve Cook's wife, fiance Morgan. Morgan. Um, yeah, she's amazing as well. She's yeah. So good. I love that world. It's just so, it's so sick to watch. Yeah. Um, and so like, honestly, I was just like, if I can change one person's life, the way that account changed mine, totally worth it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to show up online as myself. So I wanted to make it anonymous. And um, so I didn't show my face. So I started the account in like 2017. It was probably late 2018 by the time I showed my face. Like I was posting everything from behind. I did not talk on stories when that came out. I did none of that because I didn't want people to know it was me. Okay, so I I need to know more about this. When did you start showing your face? Like along that timeline, how many followers did you have? Give me an estimate. I honestly have no idea how many followers that I had, but my guess would probably be less than 10K at that point. Um, What made you say, okay, it's time. Like it's time to show my face. I remember having a conversation with someone else kind of in the fitness realm And she also didn't show her face at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think we were talking about talking on stories. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Um, And I forget why exactly. um, But my background information, I had like zero confidence growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, this account and actually being able to be myself by being Mm -hmm. anonymous helped me grow my confidence. So probably somewhere along there, I just had built enough confidence and had a reason why. And that's mm-hmm. probably why I started, honestly. Did did you have a different username? Was your no. username not your name? So it was always Paradigm of Perfection. And I just didn't have my name there. Mm, you didn't have it in the tagline. Got it. Right. Yeah. So I chose Paradigm of Perfection because historically I had been like a perfectionist and mm-hmm. I was wanting to change my own paradigm of what perfection was to be like Perfect isn't perfect. It's trying your best and not being perfect by itself is perfect. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have that kind of underneath there because I feel like it needs an explanation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, and I thought about changing it over the years to like my name. Yeah. But I don't know, just something about it. Um, It's like, I feel like everyone's doing their names now and no one has like some random thing. And I've been told by like multiple people that they really like it. So it's still there. It might change at some point, but that's what it is. So. I, I think there's such meaning behind it that it, it's kind of special at this point. But yeah. it, it's funny. I'm sure people don't know your name. Uh, yeah, probably not. I think 
I've been called like pop for a bit, (laughs) (laughs) potentially before, like, like just P.O.P. But yeah, there are some people that would call me like Dr. Pop. I forget that was if that was before or after (laughs) my name was actually on there. (laughs) That's So. so funny. Okay, so you started showing your face, you're gaining confidence along the way. At what point did it start to click? At what point were you like, okay, I understand what I'm doing? Uh, I don't know if it has yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of going along with it and I'm constantly changing things and adapting things and experimenting. And there's, it's always interesting because you have to constantly adapt and things Uh like that. But yeah, I think we're all just like, a work in progress and figuring it out as we go. I feel like that's just adulting in general. We're like, we know what we're doing, but we really don't. Um, so I think that also goes to social media I, too. I love that answer because I'm always in my group programs and someone will be like, well, you know, you guys have more followers. Like, I just feel like it's not clicking. Like, it doesn't make sense. You guys have it all together, blah, blah, blah. And I stop them and I'm like, okay, wait, 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 hold up. Like, Raise your hand if you feel like you have your shit or if you don't feel like you have your shit together. If you feel like your life's a mess right now and you like are just, you know, rolling by the seat of your pants and everyone raises their hand. It's it doesn't get better. You know, it's everyone's just trying to figure it out as they go. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So when along that timeline did you launch your guides or start making money from social? So... I started, it was honestly probably partly due to the pandemic because Mm -hmm. people had been starting to ask me for coaching um, and things like that. And for the longest time I didn't because um, when I started like as a physical therapist in person, I Mm -hmm. started my residency program too. So that consumed my life until, so I graduated in 2018, started my like first job in the clinic Mm -hmm. was treating 40 hours a week, started my residency Mm -hmm. program that finished end of 2019, but I didn't take boards until March, 2020. So I was Mm. still studying prior to that. And then as we know, March, 2020 happened. And I think like the, yeah, like if I had taken my test one day later, I wouldn't have been able to take it. Wow. Yeah. So it was, and then I also had shoulder surgery in January of 2020 So I was recovering from that too. So all of that happened. And then, so pretty much the pandemic happened. My time freed up because I stopped residency. I didn't need to study anymore. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing anything socially because- (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I couldn't. So, and people started asking me because my account was starting to grow at this point. And so I was like, yeah, I'll start doing consult calls. Mm. So I would have like a call with someone um, and either just like talk to them about a topic. I would do a movement screen, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then people didn't really like those, honestly, and they wanted more. So I started later on, I forget exactly when, started doing individualized programs. Mm-hmm. And then the first program that I came out with um, was the anti-sitting mobility program, mm-hmm. um, just like a general mobility program to help people who are sitting all day at work. And so that's still one of my programs today. And I've expanded on that from like skilled programs, prehab programs, programs, Mm. et cetera. So tell me more about this like learning moment of who they don't like this. Like they they really don't want this like movement screen situation. I mean, I think it was just, they wanted more interaction and they wanted to be coached along the way Mm -hmm. um, instead of just a one-off thing. 
Mm. And really just no one seemed interested in that. But then when I started doing the individualized workout programs, I like needed a wait list for it eventually. And like I had so many, it was just a drastic contrast from the consult calls to the individualized programs. Yeah. And so, I mean, honestly, I still have the consult calls on my website, but I maybe get like a couple <laughs> a year. I really should take it down because <laughs> it's not really anything. Um, but I mean, the individualized programs and now the preset programs are probably mm-hmm. where a lot of stuff comes from. What is your biggest piece of advice to someone who is just leaning into putting out their own services? I mean, you have this wait list that's full, right? So how on so earth I've do we do that? I've through that wait list <laughs> very slowly, but I finally, because I felt really bad. So I really wanted to get that wait list done. So you can sign up for an individualized program with me within a reasonable amount of time now. Um, but essentially, just start, try something. It's never going to be perfect when you start. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always tease it out and use the feedback that you get and just continue to grow and improve the product mm-hmm. or service as you go. No one feels like they're ready. And just no one. do your best with what you have at that point in time. No and one. That's all you can ask for yourself. And go for it. Yeah. I think a huge part of it for me too was just unlearning the rules of the internet. Like stop listening to how business is supposed to be and reflect on how you feel and what your clients Mm -hmm. are saying. Yeah. So one of the things that I do want to talk to you more about is actually your teaching style because I know that you have this background in PT, like that's a huge, you know, coaching, coaching world. Like you're teaching people exercises, you're evaluating along the way. So the way that you've brought that into social media and broken down these really simplistic or I don't want to call them simplistic, but really small movements for your daily life. I mean, that's the reason that I found you is because you slid into my DMs and because I had, I forget what it was, like neck pain, back pain or something, went to my story. I think it was TMJ or something. Ah, that is what it is. Headaches, headaches. Yes. It was headaches and then later on it was TMJ. Yes. You actually inspired a couple of reels. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You slid into my DMs and you were like, girlfriend, Head to my head to my reels. I have a couple for you. Like here, look at this. And even as an exercise science person, I was like, oh, wow. Like this is so, this is so great. It's such a small little thing that I can do. And I think that people get so intimidated by, you know, if I'm posting a reel, it has to be this big bold capital moment. No, no, no. It doesn't. So t- talk more. Yeah. So I held off for the longest time creating educational content because I couldn't dive as deep as I wanted to Mm. because not those exercises aren't going to be best for everyone. Like it really depends on the person and how they're moving. But I realized if I'm not posting anything, I can't help anyone. And maybe it gives people information to then go to a physical therapist, physio, Mm. doctor, et cetera, and say, hey, can I get a script for physical therapy? Or, hey, like, is there anything else that I can do? Because I think there might be something that I can do about it versus just thinking they're doomed to have the headaches or whatever Mm -hmm. discomfort Mm -hmm. that they're having. Um, So if I can just introduce them to a little bit, and I always say, like, this might not be best for you. Like, 
And so you just choose a couple things to touch on. And I mean, you can break it down into multiple reels. So it's like you can have like anything requires like mobility, flexibility, and strength. And then Mm -hmm. you can break that out. And that's three reels per movement per like pattern, et cetera, Mm -hmm. so forth. Um, You can break down a squat is like, okay, ankle mobility, hip mobility, um, like hip strength, you know, et cetera, so forth. You can break that down into so many different things. And depending on like, I periodically will post in my stories, like what movements people are having troubles with. And that's where Mm -hmm. I get the ideas for things to do. Um, Or like, I'm just scanning through. So like, I I think I had someone ask about the TMJ. I saw your stories. I saw someone else's stories. And I was like, I have to do a reel on this. I have to take it. I have to run with it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was just like a number of different things where it's like you just kind of, if something keeps popping up, just go ahead and create it. Yes. And if it can help one person, someone else has that question too. Yes. It's It's that ladder effect. And I think people get so stuck on this. It's like one idea isn't one reel. It's, it's not. And if it was one reel, you would never have enough content to post. Like we have to recall that Instagram wants us to post, you know, what, like once a day, at like, if not more, right? TikTok wants you to post I, five I feel like it always day. changes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Someone asked me if she should be posting, if she could, no, she asked me if she could post two times a day or if the um, algorithm would get mad at her. And I was like, if you have the content girlfriend, go for do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please post away if you have the content. If that's not stressful, do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly think consistency is so important. Um, I mean, I might have like, you know, dove into this a little bit, probably too deep with my being a little bit starting with the perfectionist qualities, I guess. But I think it was like when I first started, I was like, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to post every single day. Yeah. So since day one, I think I might have missed a couple of days of posting. Um, wow. I think it was like one day when my family, we were visiting like out west, like Grand Canyon, Havasu mm-hmm. Falls, all that stuff. So we were in like down in Havasu Falls or Havasupai or wherever that is. Right. No um, service. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah, yes, no yes, service. Yes. So I did not post that day. And then I think on my wedding day, I didn't post. Um, you know, And those casual. were the two days. Yeah. How do you how do so, you keep up with that consistency? Like what is the mindset that you you stick to? Partly it keeps me on track to work out every single or not every single day cuz I don't. But like or do something every single day. Um so like I might on the weekends when I'm not working out stretch a little bit just cuz my body feels better mm. doing that. And so or like I'll have something from that week or something like that that I'll post on the weekend when I'm not working out. But it's just partly that helps me stay consistent so I can feel better myself. And that's kind of how it started. Now I honestly, I batch a little bit more than I used to because for the longest time I was like, I would film that day, post that day. And Mm -hmm. now because I'm doing more of the educational style content, um, I'll typically record that in advance. And so I can edit it and take my time drafting Mm -hmm. the posts and whatnot. It's just getting into the habit of it partly. Um, I think I had like reminders on my phone for the longest time. And like now I have reminders like sit, telling me like what to post or like what I was planning mm-hmm. on posting. Um, and then like on TikTok, I have a, you know, like a reminder on my phone that will go off because that's like a newer platform for me and I'm not in the habit of doing that. But how, how much are you posting on TikTok? Once a day. 
So not a huge amount. Same same as Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, Instagram is like one to two depending on like the day and whatnot. Yeah. And then TikTok is once. And then I now have ventured into YouTube as well. Um, so that's been a learning curve. Just YouTube shorts or YouTube? No. Longer? YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Wow. So... I wanted a longer form searchable yes. platform to dive a little bit deeper into things. And my husband keeps telling me that I'm diving way too deep and I'm like, but it's important. So I really probably <laughs> should shorten this that is, down. This um, is what I struggle with so. too. It's like anytime I create anything or like jump into a new new endeavor, I'm like, but I need to know every single thing about it. Like you're, you're telling yeah. me that I don't need to know every single thing before I go. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I started that recently and then um, I want to get into YouTube shorts though. That's on my to-do list. But How are you liking YouTube? I, I like it. Honestly, it's different. Um, it's just a slower creation process. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I'm doing like educational style where I, my poor husband, I recruit him because he's also a physical therapist. Uh Um, And this was partly was his idea. I wouldn't have asked if he didn't do it to himself (laughs) because I know how much he does not like it. Um, So I recruited him to kind of be in some of the videos, um, a limited number because I don't want to torture him too much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then um, I'll do other like educational talking videos I think I did one on how to increase um, the difficulty of an exercise without load or like more weight or things like random things like that, like where to start. I'll just do like a talking video that's a little bit longer. Um, and then I'll do like workout, like follow along workouts, which actually like makes me put my phone down and work down while I work out. Mm, so that's kind of nice. Love that. Because I'm constantly like, I live in a one bedroom apartment. Um, mm-hmm. There's no door to there's, there's a door to the bathroom and that's it. Um, it's, it's not a one bedroom, but, studio. um, yes, it is a studio, but it says one bedroom. On anyway. <laughs> um, so my desk is my kitchen table mm. and my gym is my living room slash in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So my work computer is sitting on my kitchen table. That's mm-hmm. right next to everything. So it's very hard sometimes to actually work out. So when I film for YouTube, I actually cannot get distracted, which is Mm -hmm. kind of nice. So I've been enjoying that a little bit more too. I think there's something beautiful about documenting instead of creating too, where, you know, you don't have the full content day because you're just documenting along the way and you truly can't, I mean, you can't be on your phone. You can't, you can't be distracted. You can't be falling into the dopamine spiral of your notifications because you're trying to not look like you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's honestly like where things all started is I, I would just document my workouts. Yeah. And for the first like many years of my page, it was just documenting what I did. And so part of me kind of misses that. I mean, part of me like the swipe posts that I do a lot of the times, like my workout posts, like those are the workouts that I'm I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so you said that you're moving away from the model of kind of creating as you go and you're kind of batching a little bit more tell me tell me more about that because I know that you're are you using a high quality camera when you film reels I feel like you have like a nice format oh thank god I use my phone thank this this makes she just held up her phone this makes me feel so much better so much better that I'm over here saying your stuff is so high quality and you're like uh girlfriend I film on my phone (laughs) yeah um I do have to say I think I 
there was a huge jump from like the iPhone 7 to like the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, I definitely have upgraded the phone itself because my phone needed to be upgraded. But I'll use my legit camera for if I'm doing like a photo shoot, because I'll periodically mm. do that. Um, so I'll kind of like do my own mini photo shoot at this point um, and then edit all those pictures. And then um, if I'm filming for YouTube, then I'll use my actual camera. But anything for social media, like Instagram, TikTok, that's all on my phone. Do you, so I've heard, okay, talk to me about this. Cause I feel like I've heard both ways where some people are super weird about like, it's YouTube. I need to have a high quality, like actual real camera here. And some people are like, uh, I don't care. I'm just going to flip my phone and that's how I'm going to do it. So I don't know if it really matters because you can do 4K on your phone. It just takes right. like, a ton of storage. Ton of storage. A ton. It's so ridiculous. So when I got the uh, phone that was able to do that, I was like, 100% I'm going to do 4K. You know, yeah. my phone storage filled up so fast. And I was like, what uh. is this? And then it took so long to like upload and export and all this stuff. And I was like, this isn't worth it. No. Um, but I will sometimes, if I want two angles, I will sometimes use my phone. Mm-hmm. So like with the workout videos, I'll sometimes have two angles. So I'll have the camera and my phone and I'll change it to 4K for that. How badly do you want two phones? I, I really do. I want two <laughs> oh, so I badly. I have ever said that out loud. <laughs> but I need to put down my phone more often and it's so hard. And I struggle with work-life boundaries. Yeah. Um, it's something that I'm working on. And... I would like two phones so I can put the work phone away. I do too. I would love to not have Voxer on my phone, not have email on my phone. I love the camera. That's fine. Maybe I could Mm -hmm. respond to texts if I had two different phones too. Because the notification situation on my phone right now is disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm so curious. Do you you outsource anything? Speaking of work-life balance – um, so I actually have two VAs. I recently hired my second one within the last like month and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. So my first VA, um, she actually was a friend from PT school and, um, she had quit her job, um, in the school system doing PT there and she didn't feel comfortable starting another job. And we had done like a girl's trip that weekend with like my group from PT school. And you were like, I and she was you. pregnant at the time. <laughs> And she was just like, I just don't feel comfortable like applying for a job and I'm going to like quit because um, she was pregnant with twins. And she was Ugh. like, I, I can't like work, you know, I won't work for that long. Um, and she was like, I was looking at virtual assistants and whatnot. I was like, I need you. Come. <laughs> so um, then I was like, if this gets in our friendship, like in between our friendship in any way, we're, that's not okay. Yeah. So. Luckily, it's worked out very well because that was my main concern. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to maintain this friendship. But because she has twins and she's very busy, it's a lot. Yeah. there's only so much that she can do. So I did need additional help, which is why I hired my second VA recently. What, what do you so, outsource? So I write all of my like client programs and things like yeah. that. And um, I record and edit all of those videos. So essentially, like when you get a program, you get – Every single exercise that's in that program, you have an individual video for that Mm -hmm. exercise, explaining what it is, showing common errors, like correcting those errors, et cetera. So it's like a one to two minute video. And so like they put together the playlist for that. So they have the list of exercises. They do that. um, And then like they'll proof emails, proof read, um, like website 
pages, blog posts. I love it. Like I'll write the blog post. She'll add some pictures to it and make it all look pretty. My second virtual assistant is now helping me out with like the Facebook groups that are associated with, mm-hmm. with each program because I wanted to do that for so long. But since I hired her, I could actually do it now. So I'm really excited yeah. about that. So those just started because I have that help. And then what, at what point were you like, I need help? Like, this is a really big problem. I'm overwhelmed. Work life balance is suffering. Uh, it's time to bite the bullet. I'm going to go backtrack a little bit here. So I was working 40 hours in the clinic full time when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Well, not when the pandemic started because I was still coming back from my shoulder surgery. But yeah, you get the gist. I was working full time for a while. And then um, there was one week where I got two job offers for online stuff. Yeah. So one was like company asking for like follow along workout videos for their digital program. And I was like, I can't say no to this. And then there was another like company that reached out um, to help with flexibility assessments. And I was like, I can't say no to this either. And that was kind of when I realized that I could not, I couldn't work full time and do both of those things. Mm -hmm. So I shortly after reduced to like 32 hours in the clinic and then realized that that was not enough. And I (laughs) dropped down to 30 hours and um, have slowly dropped down, but I still am going to do that long-term as well. So when did you quit? When did you quit the clinic? I'm still working in the clinic. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Would you ever stop working in the clinic to go full-time in content creation? I don't think so, just because it is something that I'm truly passionate about as well. Um, I enjoy watching people move in person, although that might sound a little bit weird. Um, But like the quality of things that you can do in person is completely different than what you can do online. You Mm can um, feel how they're moving too. You can see how they're moving a little bit better from multiple angles, et cetera, Mm -hmm. so forth. And providing the education, being able to impact people's lives that way, Mm -hmm. Um, like seeing the reaction of someone who just started walking after they hadn't been able to do that for a while or like walking without an assistive device or like being able to stand out of a chair. Um, Those like little tiny bits and pieces like – In person just hits different. They come every once in a while and they just make your day. Um, So – it's just different. Um, and it gets me on someone else's time too. <laughs> so oh. it gets me out of the house on someone else's time. Um, I just go in, I see my people, I get to interact with other people because or else I would be by myself all day. And so it just is a good switch up. That's such an important distinction too, because I mean, even I've thought that sometimes I'm like, I just want someone else to tell me what to do. Do I just quit being an entrepreneur? Would never, but like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I want a boss. I want to like not make it up as I go. You get it. It gets hard. So I kind. I I yeah. love that you, you know, know where you're going. You know that you want this part of your life, but you're balancing both. So that leads me to how on earth do you balance both? It's a work in progress. I wouldn't. Yeah, say tell I do me that about this progress. Right what have you been doing to like help to help with that? Well, we are in the process of building a house, although that is insanely slow. So I will eventually have a separate work and life space. I will space. not have a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, pretty much what's happening right now. And then honestly, because right now, honestly, like my husband and I are in more of a kind of like push phase to like, you know, we're working, we're both working really hard to just like 
make things work and to have the life that we want in the future. So we're trying to set ourselves up for success down the line. Mm -hmm. And we both really enjoy what we do. So it's just, I guess, potentially we go on morning walks together. Um, Mm -hmm. So before he leaves work, we go on a walk um, and try to do that every day. And then we get to do longer walks in the weekend. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. And that's our own time together that is sacred. So it's like, even if I'm working on something, I'm going to put it down to go do that and spend quality Sounds time like with him. Sounds like you guys are a 65-year-old couple like we are. <laughs> we are. Um, we go to bed like 8.30 p.m. is late. Mm, yep. We're the um, same. We yeah. have the same yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. And then like Friday, um, we chill outside after work. We will just go and sit outside. <laughs> on the the porch in our apartment complex and (laughs) we have we are going to have multiple porches so it's like oh the sun is going here we'll go to this porch (laughs) oh the sun is going here we'll go to this porch um so being outside I guess is a huge way that I try to balance things um it's just a good reset and then those walks honestly yeah I think outsourcing the way you are is huge too. Like, can you imagine yes. doing everything? I in could not do creation? what I do. And like, even now, I'm like, I probably need to outsource more. Is what, what else? I'm realizing. Yeah. What's the goal? Like, what what else would you outsource? Because I think that people don't realize how much, as a creator, number one, that we do outsource, <laughs> and number two, what you can outsource. I honestly probably should outsource like the video editing mm, um, yes. for more so for YouTube, but honestly, potentially for certain aspects mm-hmm. of other social media or even like the thing is sometimes the editing is super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I can do that, but it just takes time. Yeah. And then I'm also, because whenever I outsource something and free up a little bit of time. I'm like, oh, I can do this now. So now I'm making my editing more complicated. (laughs) Um, So Perks of being a perfectionist, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. So anytime I, you know, have a little bit of extra time, I always add more to my plate, which is a flaw that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. So I want to also touch on brand partnerships and sponsorships. Do you even have time to add that kind of other stream of income to your page? I mean, I am an affiliate for a couple different companies. And honestly, those came about very organically. Mm-hmm. And they match up so well with my content that I mm-hmm. don't really have to do a whole lot more for it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I choose to at some point. No, I love that. I think that Number one, affiliates get a bad rep, probably because I I give them a bad rep. But I I think that if they are the perfect fit, they are the perfect fit, and it makes it so easy to just talk about them forever. And like I like I said, I'm surprised that you have time for it. Yeah, I mean, like there there I only. I'm very, very selective. You hear this all the time, but I'm very selective of the right every creator that I ever. With. I only talk everyone about says that. that I genuinely like. <laughs> but honestly, like I've ignored or you know said no to so many different yeah. ones. And when I found something that I truly liked, I you know waited to make it happen a lot longer than I probably should have or could have. Yeah. Um, like I could have gone with a different brand. Mm -hmm. that would have matched, but not quite as well. 
mm-hmm. that I liked, but not quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like clothing and supplements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I use supplements every day. I wear clothes every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> so there, and there are so many different brands that you can choose from in those mm-hmm. two fields. And I purposely like waited so long, like so many supplement companies reached out and I tried multiple brands products for free to see Mm -hmm. if it was a good fit. And it just didn't really, you know, fit. And so I actually reached out to the one that I have now asking if they had like a sample, you know, protein powder Mm -hmm. because I wanted to try it to see if it was worth, like if it was actually good And if I actually, because I knew the brand values and things like that, and I liked those. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, if this actually tastes good, you know, this would be the ideal company that I would want to work with. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how that started was I just reached out and asked if they had a sample, you know, size. Mm -hmm. And then um, for like the clothing, I had so many, like, I almost went with another one because I actually did. Um, I needed workout clothes. I previously always went to TJ Maxx and got leggings and sports bras from there. I think this is so um, funny. And- this is so funny because <laughs> this is so many people. This is every every creator ever is like, well, I want that one brand that will, you know, sponsor me for a long period of time. I want the Gymshark or the, you know, whatever else is in that world. Yeah. And the supplement company. Every gym girl wants their fitness clothing and their supplement company. But then you yeah. talk to them in, in real life and it's like, I don't buy that all the time. I go to freaking TJ Maxx and buy the whatever. Yeah. So I would go to TJ Maxx. I would every year I'd have to get more stuff because yeah. it would be going bad. And so I was like, I am genuinely curious if like Lululemon is worth it, if these other mm-hmm. brands are worth it. So um, around that time, my mother-in-law actually gave me a Lululemon gift card mm-hmm. and I needed clothing anyways. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I've been wanting to get Petula and try it for the longest time. So I mm-hmm. got, um, I think it was like five or six. Um, I have a blog post on my website if you want to read that. Um, <laughs> we'll link the blog post down <laughs> I broke below. it down. But um, it was like six different brands. I don't quite remember. I Like Gymshark was one of them. There was like a sustainable brand. Born Primitive was one. Mm-hmm. Lululemon was another. Petula was another. I forget. There might have I think there was one more. Anyways, but I got a sports bra, a pair of shorts, and leggings from each brand. So mm-hmm. some of them, like I used the gift card from Lululemon. Some were gifted, but like a couple, like I spent money on these because mm-hmm. I needed clothes anyways. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to make the investment, try it, because I'm genuinely curious. Yep. So I tried them out, wore them, wrote the blog post, and I would tag people because I'm wearing these. Yeah. So I'm now tagging the brands in the posts. And eventually, like I was literally like going back and forth with another brand. And I was like, there's just something about it that, you know, it's not 100%, but like I like them. And I eventually just decided to wait it out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to wait for Petula yeah. because their values match mine so much better. And eventually... I was sitting next to my boss's boss in a continuing education course, and I got the DM <laughs> from the owner, and <laughs> she asked me, and I was like, I think I just got a clothing sponsorship. Um, <laughs> so that's how that happened, um, and how I was does, very excited when that happened. How did do your coworkers slash boss feel about you being all big on the internet? So my coworkers, some of them know, some of them think it's cool. 
I remember when a couple other people like found out, um, there was like one person who was just like, oh, like, so you're perfect, aren't you? And I was like, really? You're like, that's what I struggle with. Don't trigger me. (laughs) I was like, you didn't even read the down below, but that's okay. Anyways, but most people are very supportive and think it's really cool. So boss, very supportive. Boss's boss, very supportive as well. Like he's truly an amazing person and wants the best for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm very thankful to have a work family Mm -hmm. that truly supports me and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of the reason why I'm still able to work in the clinic because a lot of PT places aren't doing like part-time or anything like that. And I'm still able to serve my own community in that way and Mm -hmm. do that and keep my skills sharp and Mm kind of do that part of what I'm passionate about in addition to all of the online stuff. Mm. So I'm very thankful to have people at work who are supportive. It it sounds like the best of both worlds for your, for your situation. Really? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, there are pros and cons of only being there part time um, where like, as you've dropped hours, it, it still is your family and things like that, but there are new people coming and going and it just, it doesn't feel the same. And I kind of knew that that was going to happen, but it's obviously like you can't get a hundred percent from everything. And then like, mm-hmm. obviously there I'm going in and like, I have a lot of things that I want to do for my own business as well. Mm-hmm. So there are pros and cons. I don't want it to come across as, you know, it is amazing and there aren't struggles and whatnot, but yeah, it is, I guess the best balance of that, that you could have. So I have multiple questions for you as we wrap this up take home questions number one is what is your biggest tip to someone that is just starting out in this world trying to balance it all still still working full-time do what you can with what you have at that point in time um and that's all that you can ask of yourself um i think my i forgot if my mom or dad told me that growing up when I was doing gymnastics and Mm -hmm. that to this day has resonated. Um, and pretty much like you can only ask yourself the best that you can do at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do more, you can't do more, but do your best. And that's going to get you really far. Cause I think that that's really the biggest thing is like, people are so stuck in like, how on earth do I do this when I have a full-time job? It's so much work. I mean, honestly, when I, was working full-time, you just kind of wove it into your life. I mean, honestly, I didn't really have much of a life, to be be very frank. And um, like, it was always gymnastics in school, and then school and working out, and the working out kind of became the online business stuff. And then it was working full-time residency and working out. And then like, I never really was all that social. Like, I never really went out in school or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I didn't And then like the pandemic happened. So everyone's at home anyways. It's like I had all this time that I was used to, you know, studying, et cetera, with that opened up. Mm -hmm. And so I seriously am really bad about working to the point of like burning myself out and then resting and then Mm. burning myself out and then resting. And I have, I'm working on trying to find the balance there. Yeah. So it was just, I found the gap in time. And that's what I chose to fill it with because I was really passionate about it and still am passionate about it. But it's just kind of evolved from that, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be passionate about your why behind what you're doing. And that'll get you really far. Have you used any tools to help make that happen? 
Like books, podcasts, um, therapy. I, <laughs> surprisingly, no therapy, although I would probably benefit from it. Um, I am too cheap right now to pay for therapy. I'm building um, a house. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. So finances are quite tight. But I listened to so many podcasts over the years, just like business, social yeah. media, whatnot. Um, like all the free resources that I could, this is also to a fault. So I am that person who listens to like all the free stuff and will then put it together myself and go from there. Um, so I would just listen to bazillions of podcasts. Like I, if I'm working out, I'm listening to a podcast. Who's who's your favorite business person? I'm not Um, letting you talk about social media people. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, so the, Honestly, I really I do like this podcast. Uh, oh, that's thank like one of the you. Ones that I seriously listen to, like when it drops, just because I like it. And so, honestly, the movement maestro, um, she started as a physical therapist and then now does like online kind of coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to her podcast for a while. I'm like partly at the point where I'm like, am I past this at this point? So I'm kind of like trying to like, but there is some still valuable stuff. So I'm like kind of trying to navigate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fitzbo podcast with Annie Miller is helpful are probably some of like the main business people that I listen to. And I used to listen to other ones and I honestly forget, I forget them, but those are my current ones. So current phase. And then um, Essentialism, the book, I forget who, I think it's like Greg, uh, Greg McCohen. So Essentialism by Greg McCullen. Yeah, it was very helpful. Essentialism is pretty much, it's like only say yes to the things that are like a hell yes kind of deal. Um, Mm. If you don't fill your own time, someone else will fill it for you. Yeah. Um, Pause frequently to like double check and make sure you're doing what you actually want and need Mm, to do. Listening to your intuition. I love that. This sounds like a book I need to read. And then like how to, it goes into like how to approach decisions um, so it's like explore, eliminate, execute. And yeah. So like, that was just like my chapter one. <laughs> um, like <laughs> no, everything's a trade off, um, et cetera, so forth. So that can kind of give you an idea. Um, but yeah, definitely took some notes on that, that I need to look back on. <laughs> so my data girl, here's my last social media question for you. What is your favorite insight to track? What are you constantly looking at in your analytics to help you move forward? I like to look at which posts did well. I'm really bad about finding patterns with that. And I really wish I was better at, like, I have all the data. I just suck at analyzing it. Mm. Um, Because I feel like if I could analyze, like, what about this post made it do well, then I could implement that a little bit more. And so I'm always trying to figure out what that is, but I suck at it. Like I know mobility <laughs> posts do well for me, but then some mobility posts tank. And then if I do too many of them, that, you know, kind of defeats the purpose. So it's trying to figure out like what actually does well. So I guess mm-hmm. it's not really any particular, maybe it's like engagement rate. Um, saves are helpful sometimes, but then it kind of depends because that'll be like someone wanted to come back to it. And so it was like really helpful for them and resonated with them because that's an extra step for them to do versus just like liking or even commenting. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of the comments too, honestly. Yes. Yes. Like I think there that are certain posts. Yeah. Do you track that? Uh, no, I don't know how to okay. do that. You just... <laughs> 
I just, I, I respond to, I truly respond and try to respond to every single comment. I think the quality of the comments is an underrated, underrated in quotes insight to look at because I, I think engagement rate's great. Like views are great, but like you can tell when people are feeling it versus they're not. And yeah. it's always something that you don't expect that they hit off and talk about. Yeah, definitely. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us on Brand Meet Creator. I've loved that we've kind of gotten to talk about balancing work-life balance and perfectionism because and showing up confidently. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know that you started by not showing your face. That's crazy. Well, where can we find you? Where can we find you online? So I am on Instagram at Paradigm of Perfection. I am on TikTok at Paradigm of Perfection. Um, YouTube, same thing. My website is paradigmofperfection.com. Love it. Love um, it. She keeps it easy. Pretty, yep. Consistency. So yeah, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. If you want to, Pinterest is on there. I just kind of started, <laughs> started doing that recently. Um, trying to diversify a little bit more is kind of what's happening. But yeah, I think that is everything. So Amazing. pretty much everywhere, Paradigm of Perfection. If you like, I'm very responsive to DMs if you want to have a conversation or anything like that. Um, I like connecting with people. So I love it. Well, if you have any other questions, slide into her DMs. If you have any other show topic suggestions or creator suggestions, slide into my DMs and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>